better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Howdy, Minnie Pearl and everybody else. Welcome in, welcome in. It's Thursday. You're on the back half of the week. But it's more than just Thursday, folks. It is more than just Thursday. Stay tuned. I'll tell you why if you don't know already. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Hour one off and running. You can be a part of the show on this quote-unquote Thursday. Text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's the number to call. Yeah, it is Thursday. But for you Braves fans, Cardinals fans, and Reds fans, and Yankees fans, and on and on and on, if you're a pro baseball fan today, it's not only Thursday. But because of a recent lockout, it is opening day. That's right, it's opening day. Take me out to the ball game. Everybody sing along now. It's not the seventh inning, but sing. Dad, come and sing. The Atlanta Braves will begin their title defense <laughs> today. How many games are going to play this year? It's not 162, right? They lost some games because of the lockout. So what? And yeah, I was good and mad at baseball, Rob Manfred, commissioner, and the players, and all of them. But I can't stay mad at you. So today is going to be the one show out of the year where... You know, it's going to be, half the show will be current, half the show will be looking back <laughs> at other stuff. You do also, yes, you do. You do have, um, not only is it Thursday, not only is it opening day for Major League Baseball, it is round one of the Masters, and it's happening right now as we speak. There goes Tiger Woods walking up the number eight fairway where he just hit his tee shot. I think he hit the fairway there on number eight. It's the same tee box. The first time I ever went to Augusta, I've only been there twice. The first time I went was for a practice round. The first thing I did is I walked in, walked up the hill, stopped at the number eight tee box and watched Tiger Woods and Freddie Couples hit tee shots in a practice round. There he goes walking down the fairway and I'll give you a scoreboard, yeah, leaderboard update. Almost said scoreboard. You gotta flip into golf mode. <laughs> I'll give you a leaderboard update in just a minute. Uh, it's been interesting. It is a some kind of beautiful day today 
in Augusta, Georgia. The images coming out of there, man, 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 man. Now, I don't think it's going to be that way tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you're at Augusta, you better hold your hat because the wind may take it down the fairway for you. A guy named Taylor Gooch is sitting there at uh, two under. He's actually the leader right now through nine. Harry Higgs was the leader at two under, but he's dropped a shot over here at number 11, so he's back to one under. So when you look right now, so early, first round, and not even, you know, it's just like half the field's teed off. But Taylor Gooch at two under through nine, and there's Tiger Woods at the top of a group of players at one under, one shot back of the current leader here in the uh, early going. And Tiger's through seven, and he's like you say, he's on number eight right now, and I'll give you some updates. Because, see, I got this handy-dandy little piece of technology that allows you to hear what they're saying on the live stream over at masters.com. Oh, my goodness. There's a bad I think shot. saw that going differently in his head. It's <laughs> a bad Big shot. Pull to the left. And that is going to be way back. Do you pronounce that Scheffler or Shuffler? Little hook shot over into the pine trees. Wow. That like me hitting that ball. Seventh players understanding how important it is to find this. Okay, y'all remember yesterday, I think it was you, Nick, who reminded me on the text line about Tony Finau in the par three contest a few years ago when he dislocated his ankle and he popped it back into place and then went on to finish really highly. Um, one of the final groups. Here he is hitting his tee shot today. Here he is, right? After he hits his tee shot. Like his back foot slipped a little bit there. Years and years ago, I played a practice round. Golf clap. He got a golf clap. Were you able to hear that? I thought I was feeding you the audio, Bill. Could you hear that okay? Yes, sir. We got it. The golf footage, okay. Yeah, so I don't even know. I this it normally when you have opening day of baseball and I spend the whole day listening to clips of past announcers and stuff it does not coincide with the masters usually <laughs> so today i'll just have to divvy it up best i can now because on one screen here in the farm bureau insurance studio i've got the masters coverage of the featured groups on the screen where i can watch it and it's a couple different groups but it does include the the tiger woods group he's playing with the louis Ustays and then one other guy young guy and they're on number eight. It includes a group of Adam Scott and Tony Finau, who they are on. I think this is is this number seven. I think this is number seven. So there might be the group right behind Tiger Woods' group. Yeah. And um, so that's I'm I'm looking at that, and then I'm also going to be kind of tracking when the baseball games get started, because tonight on ESPN two I get to watch the defending world champion Atlanta Braves. Yes, the defending champs, Atlanta Braves. Get to watch them tonight. They're going to be on ESPN, too. Uh, but that one's not until 7 o'clock tonight. So you've got earlier games today. I think the earliest one, as far as like the first game played today, is going to be Brewers-Cubs. It's at Wrigley Field. Uh, it's uh, two, well, 120 Central, 220 Eastern. So that'll actually be the first game that, gets going today, but I don't think that's an ESPN deal. I mean, a lot of the TV coverage, even at ESPN, is being dominated by um, by the Masters. All right, so let me get into the text line here real quick. Uh, Nick, the first to text me today on the country, please, in text line. He's got uh, golf on his mind. 
He says those two shots on five and six were vintage Tiger, and if that lip out doesn't happen, he's leading the tournament. It's unbelievable. Yeah, okay, and on you say five and six, Nick, but the par three. Hang on a sec. Uh, the par three sixth hole. Yeah, so that's what you're talking about. That tee shot that he stuck it to within what a foot, <laughs> two feet, and goes and birdies it, and that got him under par. Got him to uh, one under. And then at seven, you know, it's a par four seventh, and he hit his tee shot over to the right into pine straw behind a tree, and he had to sort of go, you know, just slap it out of there and feed it up towards a green. So he's short of the green in, in two and a par four. He's sitting short of the bunker, and that third shot, uh, he chips it up there and just spins it and stops it right next to the hole, goes, taps in for par, and he stays at uh, one under. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it already you're watching it, and he's he's um, there's no question that it's all a matter, isn't it, of his knees and ankles and and feet being able to keep up with the walking he's going to have to do for the next, you know, four days. But he's already been doing. He's in great shape, and does do those things hold up? Because man, the golf game is there. All right, he's getting ready. I'm gonna. I'll flip over to the audio and let you hear the audio of the live stream at Masters.com when Tiger's getting ready to hit his second shot here on number eight. I think his group's having to wait on some guys on the green up in front of him right now. So I'll get to that. Uh, Doggone texted the show and said, Matt, has there ever uh, has anybody ever surveyed the pro golfers to see what their favorite course would be? Yeah, doggone, they have. Um, there's lots of those interviews and stuff over the years of. You know, this is my favorite course. This is where I would choose to play. And you've heard all kinds of stuff over the years. I would, I mean, I'm just guessing that a majority of them are going to have Augusta, you know, right there at the top, number one. Um, the And I know you're asking about the course itself. I'm not a diehard golf guy. I don't know everything about every course. You know, sometimes course and event aren't always the same. You can have a great event, but they don't necessarily like the course. But, you know, not the case for the Masters. He's about to hit a shot. No, he's not ready yet. What are they saying? Hit the ball, Tiger. Come on. And he's been better than good to go so far on this Thursday. You know, the, the biggest thing I took away from the December event when he played with Charlie. Yes. No, he's not ready yet. Tiger's wearing a pink shirt. You, I mean, you, you can see him from a long ways off. <laughs> All right, let me reset. I, I'll um, we'll, we'll have some golf coverage throughout the day. It's day one of the Masters. Really looking forward to second day in a row checking in with uh, Don Williams, a 38-year veteran of the media contingent there covering the Masters. And um, we talked to him yesterday sort of in preview. We talked a lot about weather. Today we'll talk to him later in the show. First round will be well underway. Some scores will be in. And we'll talk about players and individuals and stuff with Don. That'll be coming up. And we're going to spend some time today on baseball, too being uh, opening day. Just if you're curious, I, you know, I mentioned a couple of games, but let me give them to you. The schedule that I see today for opening day, Major League, you've got Brewers-Cubs, 120 Central. It's at Wrigley in Chicago. Um, Brewers, you've got Brandon Woodruff and Hunter Renfro now, both members of the Brewers. All right, here we go. Looks like Tiger may be getting ready to hit his shot here on number Just inside 270 eight. yards. 259 to the front. That's the number he's going to be looking at. 
Well, he hit his shot. No sound effect, but he's hit it. That one comes up short and out to the right. It's okay. And Billy, I would say the uphill shots are the ones I would be most concerned about. The uphill lie, because trying to push off that right leg has got to be a little more difficult. Like he said, yeah, so he's, he, he, he did not reach the green in two. It's a par five eighth, but he's uh, short and out to the right, and he'll try to flip it. It'll be the short side of the green because that pin is stuck over there on the right side. Um, and so we'll go back there when he's going to hit his approach in a minute. Uh, we'll flip over to the phone line right now, Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Right here at home at Divinity. On line one, Dog75. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Matt. How about a scouting report on LSU? A scout? Oh, listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have anything you want to add to the to the uh, scouting report of LSU? LSU? You just asking for it? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, Bill. Yes, sir. I recognize Dog 75's voice. You did? Yeah. He's the one who called me that time after State last year won the national championship. And they had the ceremony at Duty Noble Field to sort of commemorate, you know. And he said, is that sign out there and that little flag going to be the only thing they're going to do in that stadium to commemorate the national championship? Is that it? And he says, and I sort of quote, I want a big <laughs> flag on that flagpole out there in right field. <clears throat> um, I th he might have had a different name then, but that's Dog 75. I recognize the voice. Now, he's a big State fan. State's getting ready to host LSU starting tomorrow. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will tell you, Dog 75, uh, tomorrow, game day, and, and we'll open the weekend for the teams around here. State will host LSU tomorrow. We'll have full-fledged preview tomorrow uh, on the show. And and it may be his way of telling me that he doesn't want to hear about the Masters and that he doesn't want to hear about Major League Baseball opening day and he would rather hear about LSU. Maybe that's what he's saying. What I can give you is just a quick rundown of who they are. Uh, Dog 75, they're 20 and 9. Of course, they're a ranked baseball team. They're 20 and 9 on the year, but they're sitting there at 4 and 5 in the conference. Same conference record as Mississippi State. And the non-conference stuff is not always equal, right, in terms of who you play. They do have a good RPI. But in conference play, LSU opened almost a month ago, not quite, when, when everybody opened SEC play. You know, they started by hosting L uh, I'm sorry, by hosting Texas A&M in Baton Rouge, and they lost the series two out of three. In fact, A&M was going for a sweep on Sunday, and LSU was able to A&M was going for a sweep, but LSU was able to salvage with a 7-6 win on Sunday. Their next SEC series, the following weekend, they hit the road, they went to Florida. And took two out of three from the Gators. In fact, those last two games, they put up 16 runs and then 11 runs on Sunday against Florida pitching. So that evened them up in the conference right there at three and three. And then last weekend, they lost a series at home, two out of three, to Auburn. Auburn went in there last week and took the uh, first game six to five. LSU responded and evened it on Saturday with a nine to two win. And then Auburn won the rubber match. And that's what dropped them to four and five in the conference. So LSU's played two home series in the SEC. They've lost both series. They've played so far one road series. It was at Florida, a team that can really pitch, and they scored a ton of runs and won the road series. And 
So that's just where they are. Now they're going to go to start with this weekend. They can hit and they can play. They hadn't put it all together. They did have a 16 to 3 win in the midweek over Grambling. And so that's what they're coming to start well off of. And we'll do some more preview uh, stuff tomorrow. Yes. And uh, I did get that note too, Denzel. Thanks for the reminder. Um, Brent Rooker, that happened this morning. Here we are opening day, but it happened this morning. Brent Rooker for the Twins. He's on the Twins opening day roster, but he's a part of a of an opening day trade with the Padres. So you're going to get now Brent Rooker in a San Diego uniform. It is uh, the Twins getting from San Diego uh, reliever Emilio Pagan and pitcher Chris Paddock. And the Twins are sending to San Diego Taylor Rogers, pitcher, and Brent Rooker, outfielder. So the trade has happened this morning. Here's Tiger Woods, his approach, his third shot on the par 5 eighth. Here it is. Just clips it off the top of the turf, but doesn't fly it far enough. That will not make Tiger Woods happy. So it's par 5-8. They had a chance to flip it up there. and uh, Not too good. You know, it, if it's a birdie there, it's from off uh, the fringe, it would be a miraculous one. So par 5, he's not going to take advantage of right there. At least in terms of what it looks like. More on that in a bit. Okay. I'm going to give you just a little bit of a tease. I, I'm looking for a couple of ways to set the tone here. Plenty of golf coverage in hour two. Opening round of the Masters. But it is opening day baseball. I was mentioning the scores uh, or the game times a minute ago. We got a call from Dog75. Um, Brewers-Cubs is 120 Central. That'll be the first one. You get Cleveland and Kansas City at 3 o'clock Central. That'll be the next game. It'll be American League deal. Pirates-Cardinals division matchup, 3 o'clock in St. Louis. Tonight at 6, you'll get Mets and Nats. That's in Washington. Uh, late tonight, 8.30, you're going to get Astros-Angels. Also late tonight, 8.30, you get Padres-Diamondbacks. Couple have been postponed, so Twins and Mariners will not play. And unfortunately, it was going to be a big opening day thing: Red Sox, Yankees. But that one's uh, delayed. Also, as they're planning on having the makeup for that one tomorrow, so you're not going to get Yankees, Red Sox opening day weather postponing that. But the big one for me, anyway. Seven o'clock tonight: Reds, Braves in Atlanta, ESPN two season opener, and uh, looking forward to that. So to to sort of kind of I don't know. Just set you up. We're going to come back, and in uh, the next segment of the show, we'll celebrate baseball just a little bit. I always hit the button, and we hear, take me out to the ball game. And we hear all kinds of stuff. I'm going to play clips that you either have or haven't heard of the names and the voices and the sounds of uh, baseball over the last, oh, heck, I mean, four or five decades. I'm talking the Vin Scullys of the world and Harry Carey and what it sounded like when Ernie, Skip, and Pete were calling Braves games on TBS. Great players, great calls, moments. We're just kind of celebrate baseball, and we're going to do it today. I do it once a year, 
it's a fun day for me, a little bit selfish, because I know there are people who listen who've probably heard it before. But I've heard it before, too, and I can't get enough of it, you know, especially this one day of the year, uh, every year. You know, just an example. This is an example. This is what it sounded like when Vin Scully called Hank Aaron's 715th home run. Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing. Downing has to ignore the sound effects and stay a professional in pitchers' game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. So just an example for you what it sounded like. That was Vin Scully on the call when Aaron hit number 715. We got a bunch more like that from all different eras and teams and broadcast booths. We'll have a good time with it today. More of that coming up here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I'm Matt. Just getting started with you on this Thursday. Stick around. Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. Back with you, I'm Matt. Here we go. Rolling along in hour number one with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. If you want a Masters update, Tiger Woods dropped a shot on the par 5 eighth. He bogeyed the par 5, so he's back to even. The third shot, he did not like what he did, left it short, comes back off the green. He's fuming. He's good and mad. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. There's your update. All right, back with you. Um, uh, so we'll start now. I want to jump in now. We're going to have fun for the next half hour. So celebrate baseball. Opening day, Major League Baseball 2022. They kind of got drugged through the mud because of the lockout, but they are back as of today. And as a Braves fan, I am absolutely tickled about it. I am absolutely tickled. I really am. I cannot wait to watch them tonight. How do you feel about baseball? Here's, here's some ways to describe how you feel about baseball. Ray. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. 
Where there's money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. How do you feel about baseball? One of the classic moments, baseball movies, all the greatest sports. Yeah, me too, man. All the greatest sports movies are baseball movies. And, you know, I played that clip a little bit ago. I didn't let it completely go all the way to the end. And then Hog Jowl, you text me during a commercial break. You said, uh, have you ever noticed the greatest sports announcers know when to shut up and let moments tell the story? I'm going to, it takes a, it'll, it'll take a, you know, extended minute here or so, and then we'll come to the phone line. I'm going to play you the whole clip, the entire clip of Vin Scully calling Hank Aaron's 715th uh, you know, record home run in Atlanta years and years ago. But I'm going to play you the whole thing, and I want you to pay attention to how long all you hear is applause and fireworks, and you don't hear Vin Scully say anything. I'll play the whole thing for you. Here Once it goes. Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing. Downing has to ignore the sound effects and stay a professional in pitches game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us 
and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. As Aaron circled the bases, the Dodgers on the infield shook his hand, and that was a memorable moment. Aaron is being mobbed by photographers. He is holding his right hand high in the air, and for the first time in a long time, that poker face of Aaron shows the tremendous strain and relief of what it must have been like to live with for the past several months. It is over. At 10 minutes after 9 in Atlanta, Georgia, Henry Aaron has eclipsed the mark set by Babe Ruth. You could not, I guess, get two more opposite men. What a call. I mean, what a call. All right. More of that to come. Let's go over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone. More Bully hanging on line one. Thanks for calling, More Bully. What's up? What's going on, Matthew? Hey, man. Hey, I enjoyed that. Good. I did, too. Who doesn't enjoy Vince Scully? Uh, I know. You know, it's interesting. The one thing he said uh, that took me aback a little bit is when he said um, a black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South. Yeah, how about that? And you're uh, talking about in that, the smack middle of the 1970s. Right. Right, and uh, if you didn't know what time, of, you know, when that happened in the in the United States history, that alone mm-hmm. would tell you, ah, I bet that was in the 60s or 70s. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I don't remember trivia questions very good or when things happen, because I guess because I don't like math. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I can't remember anything. Hey, but you know, that I got there's one baseball trivia that I'll never forget. Um, do you know when the first night game was played in Wrigley Field? Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I, I don't know. I wouldn't otherwise know this. Yeah. If I hadn't looked it up a little bit earlier today and there's a sound clip associated oh, with it. <laughs> there was a sound clip associated with it. But, okay. and, and I may okay. be, I may be getting it wrong. <laughs> I may be getting it wrong, but was it 88? Was it 1988? I mean, that was a year, wasn't it? Okay. Yes, it was the year. Now, as I recall, I just tried to look it up again, but it, it only gave me the year. But as I recall, Matt, it was supposed to be played on 888. Eight, right. But it, it got rained out. It's what I recall. I think you I, – I, I'm almost certain that's right, is that it yeah. was supposed to be – it's so weird you bring that up, okay? Because well, <laughs> on eight eight eighty eight, when it was supposed to be, and they got rained out. You know how they filled time on the Cubs TV broadcast with Harry Carey? Oh wait, did they play uh, Hank Aaron's home run? No, no, no. Okay, they, okay. they put they put Bill Murray in the broadcast booth with him, and I have the clip right here. I had oh, no, no. idea. I had no idea you were going to bring it up. Here it is, Bill Murray. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey at Wrigley Field on this noteworthy <laughs> night indeed. 8-8-88. That's the date. And this bunch for you 
Bill Murray. Dying under these lights until you handed me this thing. It's such a pleasure to see you, especially on a noteworthy event like this one. Well, I don't know how I feel about night baseball. It's great in the minor leagues, but it's someplace else to go in town besides your restaurant, which is a good thing. <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, I mean, look. I know one reason you're giggling more, bully, is you're like, <laughs> how in the world did I call in and bring this up? Matt happens to have the sound clip. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, all right, here's the rest of it real quick. My mother is, uh, she's off the pool, it's real it's pretty, but she's doing really well. She's doing great. That bit you put on when you were, when I was sick and you were on and did such a great job, the bit you done about your mother, among other things, I think it should be a special consent. You ought to sell about 10 million of them. Well, uh, I've got uh, 200,000 of my own, which I'm willing to unload for some sort of a price. But uh, my mother really wants too big a percentage, so I'm keeping them in, a gar in the garage right now. <laughs> Anyway, so that's kind of how they filled the time, yeah. And then it didn't happen. How about that? Yeah, how about that classic line, this bud's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray. I wonder, I wonder if, like, people who sat in the press box with Harry, mm -hmm. if they had an over-under for the night of how many beers he would drink. <laughs> Bless his heart, you know, uh, and it... Yeah. It ultimately got him, you know, that sort of lifestyle and everything ultimately got him. He certainly was known for it, for sure. More Bully, good to hear from well, you, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right, brother. Have a good All one, right. man. You too. See, now he feels like I feel, Bill, when I'll mention something and you go, hey, I got a clip of it right here. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> now More Bully knows how that feels. Um, I also have the clip of when they turn the lights on at Wrigley Field. We may get to that, too. Baseball Memories. And voices from the past coming up. Stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you. Lots of baseball and baseball memories and nostalgia today on the show for opening day of Major League Baseball here. On the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. But one quick golf update. It is round one. I'm keeping up with the featured group of Joaquin Neiman, Louis Ustazen, and Tiger Woods. They are starting the back nine after the front. Uh, Tiger with a par save, a one-putt par save there at number nine. So he's at even for the tournament. Dropped a shot on eight, par nine after hitting his tee shot way left over in the trees, but managed to get up and down and but his uh, playing partner there, that uh, the young guy, Neiman, he's actually at three under, so he's in front of everybody right now. There's your golf update for the moment. I do want to give you a text update on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Ready Teddy texts the show, and he says, Big-time athletes born in 1975. Tiger Woods. Listen to these names. David Ortiz. David Beckham. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, Allen Iverson, and double-wide, the Crawfish King. All those fine, chiseled athletes, all of them, <laughs> born in 1975. All right, baseball nostalgia, voices from the past, celebrating the game. What is baseball? Here's Ernie Harwell, the late, great, longtime voice of the Detroit Tigers. Baseball is a president tossing out the first ball of the season and a pudgy schoolboy playing catch with his dad on a Mississippi farm. 
A tall, thin old man waving a scorecard from the corner of his dugout. That's baseball. So is a big, fat guy with a bulbous nose running home one of his 714 home runs. There's a man in Mobile who remembers that Hannes Wagner had a triple in Pittsburgh 46 years ago. That's baseball. And so is a scout reporting that a 16-year-old Sandlot pitcher in Cheyenne is a coming Walter Johnson. Baseball is a spirited race of man against man, reflex against reflex, of game of inches. Every skill is measured, every heroic, every failing, seen and cheered or booed, and then becomes a statistic. In baseball, democracy shines its clearest. The only race that matters is the race of the bag. The creed is a rule book, and color, merely something to distinguish one team's uniform from another. Baseball is a rookie, his experience no bigger than the lump in his throat as he begins fulfillment of his dream. It's a veteran, too. A tired old man of 35, hoping those aching muscles can pull him through another sweltering August and September. Nicknames of baseball, names like Zeke and Pie and Kai Kai and Home Run and Cracker and Dizzy and Dazzy. Baseball is the clear, cool eyes of Rogers Hornsby, the flashing spikes of a Ty Cobb, and an overaged pixie named Rabbit Moranville. Baseball, just a game, as simple as a ball and bat, and yet as complex as the American spirit it symbolizes. It's a sport, a business, sometimes almost even religion. Why, the fairy tale of Willie Mays making a brilliant World Series catch and then dashing off to play stickball in the streets with his teenage pals. That's baseball. And so is the husky voice of a doomed Lou Gehrig saying, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of this earth. Baseball is cigar smoke, hot roasted peanuts, ladies' day, down in front, take me out to the ball game, the seventh inning stretch, and the star-spangled banner. Baseball is a man named Campanella, telling the nation's business leaders, you have to be a man to be a big leaguer, but you have to have a lot of little boy in you too. This is a game for America, this baseball, a game for boys and for men. How about that? The late, great Ernie Harwell. What is baseball? All right, so for me, here's what baseball sounded like, at least growing up for me, watching it on television. Of course, now, now to backtrack, this is a bit of a repeat, too, because I played it just the other day. But what it used to sound like when you turned the Braves games on back in the, you know, 80s. And then, of course, in the 90s, they weren't any good in the 80s for the most part. <laughs> so, you know, you hear like, you hear the Braves, you hear the announcers from the 80s, and sometimes it brings up a certain connotation. They certainly were much better in the 90s, for sure. The following is a presentation of TBS Sports. Exclusively on Superstation TBS. <laughs> that old graphic with the Superstation bat. Superstation <laughs> TBS presents... The Atlanta Braves. Yeah, that's right. The bat hits the ball, and here we go in the intro. But like I said, I mean, they were much better than the 90s. Okay. But this is what it sounded like. When you used to watch the Braves on WTBS, and you hear that intro, and you'd come in, and it would be, you know, Ernie Johnson Sr. with Skip Carey, and 
Pete Van Weren, and back in the day, too, they had John Sterling in on the group before he left for the Yankees and Don Sutton came in. But this is what it sounded like when Ernie Johnson and Skip Carey were calling a game where Bob Horner hit the first of four home runs he hit in one ball game. Fastball, all at one. Who do you like in that U.S.-China basketball game? I'll take uh, U.S. I'll give you two points. <laughs> what a pal. Well, China probably has a height advantage, wouldn't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Spud Webb ought to join that team just to... Foul away, up this way. Of course, you never know. The U.S. government may declare that kids who go to college can't participate either. At this point, then, is there a deadline on it, on the boxing? What well, are they, might? I think it's passed. Well, hit to left. That is back toward that wall. It's out of here, Bob Hunter. Number 14 for the captain. <laughs> okay. And I'm sitting there listening to that, Bill, thinking, and I complain now about announcers who don't focus on the ball game. <laughs> yeah. Ernie Johnson, Skip Carey talked about everything, including the Olympics and politics, but baseball, and then boom, a home run. Now, as I mentioned, that was a game where Bob Horner, in 1986, in July of 86, against the Expos, he hit four home runs in one game. Here's what the other three sounded like. Changeup is kind of a palm ball effect, where you kind of roll it off the end of your fingers. Horner has hit another one. Deep left center, no doubt about it. Into the blue seats and then back out. It's four to two. Now the three-one. To deep left field. Oh, yeah, that was his third. That was John Sterling calling that one, by the way. Reardon delivers. There's a fly ball. Deep left center field. Right looking up. He did it. He did it. Four home runs in one game. become the 11th player in baseball history to hit four homers in one game. It's 11 to 8. <laughs> 11 to 8, and guess what? The Braves lost the ball game. Sure did. Lost the game to the Expos, and he hit four home runs uh, in that ball game. <laughs> That's what it sounded like back then. That was the uh, 80s Braves. 90s Braves. Here's actually Vin Scully's call when the Braves won the World Series. I don't know if you Realized, but he was on that call. Here's what it sounds like. Walters looks in to get a sign. Big right hand to ready delivers fastball. Hit in the air to left center on the dead run is Grissom. He got it, and the Atlanta Braves are the champions of the world. And they are going wild. Mobbing Walters. A huge mile of humanity in front of the mound. The crowd dancing in the aisles, fireworks going on overhead, and quietly the Cleveland Indians, slowly in single file, leave their dugout. That's Vin Scully. I think I've got time for it here, too. 
This is Scully's call of the famous Bill Buckner home run. I'm sorry, not home run, but the Buckner error in the World Series against the Mets. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. You know, and he did on that call, he did the same thing he kind of did in 70, was it 76 or was it 78 when Aaron hit the home run? And that is he just sort of laid out the broadcast and all you hear is a crowd on that uh, Mets moment against the Red Sox when Buckner booted it over there at first base. Real unnamed texter shot me a text a minute ago. He says, I could listen to these clips all day. Chills. Well, and I hope so. That's pretty much what we're going to do. Now, I will tell you, hour one is done. We're about to come back start hour two of the show. And we're going to get an update live from Augusta National my friend Don Williams, uh, he's in his 38th year covering the Masters as a member of the media. He's there today. I think he's been out on the course this morning. And so we're going to talk to him live coming up in about, oh, 10 minutes from now. And then after the golf update, we'll come back and more of the baseball celebration. We're going to hear Dizzy Dean. We're going to hear Ma- Harry Carey, Mel Allen, Jack Buck, uh, Red Barber, Ernie Harwell, Harry Callis, all of that. So it's going to be a fun hour number two. Hope you'll stick around for it here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me.